1: gentlemen thank you for standing by and welcome to the Ken Ross Gold Corporation third quarter 2020 results conference call and webcast at this time all participants are in a listen-only mode after the speaker presentation there will be a question and answer session to ask a question during the session you will need to press star 1 on your telephone please be advised that today's conference is being recorded if you require any further assistance please press star 0 I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker for today Mr. Tom Elliott, Senior Vice President of Investor Relations. Thank you. Please go ahead, sir.
2: Thank you. Good morning. With us today we have Paul Rollinson, President and CEO and the Kinross Senior Leadership Team, Andrea Freebrow, Paul Tamori, and Jeff Gold. Before we begin, I'd like to bring to your attention the fact that we will be making forward statements during this presentation. For complete discussion of the risks, uncertainties, and assumptions which may lead to actual results and performance being different from estimates contained in our forward-looking information. Please refer to page two of this presentation. Our news release dated November 4, 2020, MDNA for the period ended September 30th, 2020, and our most recently filed AIF, all of which are available on our website. I'll now turn the call over. <coughs>
3: Thanks, Tom and thank you all for joining us today. I'd like to start by acknowledging all of our employees who have worked very hard to help us deliver another strong quarter in what continues to be a challenging environment caused by the ongoing pandemic. The safety of our employees, their families, and our host communities is and always will be our first priority. This morning, I'm pleased to report that Kinross delivered strong Q3 results and remains on track to meet our full year guidance for the ninth consecutive year. This morning you will hear how our company is technically strong with an excellent operational track record and is delivering very strong free cash flow with an attractive yield. Before turning the call over to Andrea for a financial review and to Paul, for an operating review, I will comment briefly on the quarter and a few notable developments. All of the company's operations perform well during the quarter, and we are pleased with the significant growth we have achieved in margins, earnings, and free cash flow. Once again, our three largest mines, Paracatu, coupeau de Voine, and Tassius, accounted for 60% of total production and delivered among the lowest costs in the portfolio. During the quarter, our commitment to continuous improvement again delivered tangible results. Our margin per ounce increased 60% compared with last year, outpacing the 30% increase in the average realized gold price. This translated into a robust growth in free cash flow which was approximately $330 million in Q3, our highest quarter in some time. As a result, our investment-grade balance sheet was further strengthened, and we finished the quarter with over $900 million in cash after fully repaying our revolver during Q3. Kinross had several notable accomplishments during the quarter. In August, we released our sustainability report highlighting the company's strong record on ESG, which you can find a link to in last night's press release. On September 17th, we announced the following. First, our intention to repay the remaining balance on our revolver, which we have now done. Second, the reinstatement of our 2020 guidance, and the introduction of a multi-year production guidance to 2023 which is expected to increase by 20% to approximately 2.9 million ounces over this time frame. And third, the reinstatement of our quarterly dividend, which is a direct reflection of our operational success, financial strength, and strong outlook. During the quarter, we also completed the acquisition of a 70% interest in the Peak project in Alaska. This transaction demonstrates our ability to find high-return, low-capital opportunities that leverage our existing infrastructure and technical expertise. And finally, two weeks ago, we hosted an operations update that provided additional detail on our our recent three-year production guidance and also provided visibility into our extensive pipeline of projects that we we expect will sustain our production through the end of this decade. As you can see, it's been a very busy few months for us, and we are pleased to have delivered on a number of positive updates during the quarter. I'll now turn the call over to Andrea for a more detailed review of the, the financial results.
0: Thanks, Paul. I'll begin with a few financial highlights from the quarter, touch on capital expenditures, and end by commenting on our balance sheet. During Q3, we produced approximately 603,000 attributable gold equivalent ounces and sold approximately 589,000 ounces at an average cost of sales of $737 per ounce and an all in sustaining cost of $958 per ounce. As expected, production had increased throughout the year with the third quarter being the strongest year to date. We expect this trend to continue into Q4. We're pleased with our production and cost performance, which despite COVID-19 related challenges, continue to track within our guidance. Paul commented earlier on the increase in our margins outpacing the increase in gold price. I will add that our ASIC margin, which increased by $511 per ounce to $950, also outpaced the $441 increase in our average realized gold price compared to the prior year, a testament to our disciplined cost control. We sold approximately 15,000 ounces fewer than we produced, mainly as a result of a timing lag at Bald Mountain. The lag on timing of sales is not uncommon at Bald Mountain and it is expected to even out over time. Our adjusted EPS of 25 cents and adjusted operating cash flow per share of 44 cents were both up significantly compared to the third quarter last year due to strong operating performance and higher gold prices. These adjusted figures exclude approximately $17 million of COVID-related costs during Q3, which was down from approximately $23 million in Q2. These costs are primarily driven by quarantine measures taken at sites. So as long as quarantining is necessary, these costs will persist. Adjusted operating cash flow increased to $550 million from $295 million last year And as Paul mentioned earlier, free cash flow for the quarter was approximately $330 million, demonstrating continued growth in free cash flow throughout the year. We expect free cash flow to remain strong in Q4. Capital expenditures during the quarter were $212 million, which was roughly in line with Q2 expenditures. CapEx for the first nine months was approximately $618 million. We expect our CapEx spend in Q4 to be the highest of the year, and we still expect to finish 2020 within our guidance range of $900 plus or minus 5%. As previously stated, our slower pace of spending so far this year has been mainly related to delays in capital stripping at TASIUS, which has been impacted by COVID-related constraints on the movement of personnel and also by the strike at site earlier in the year. Following another quarter of strong results and strong free cash flow, at September 30th, we had $934 million of cash and cash equivalents. This is after our purchase of the 70% interest in the PEAK project for $94 million and after repaying the $750 million on our revolver. We've now fully repaid our revolver, which reflects a couple of key factors. One, the substantial free cash flow we're generating combined with our strong operational outlook has us well positioned from an available cash standpoint. And two, while we recognize we'll be living with various pandemic related risks for some time, we're increasingly comfortable with the overall operating and financial environment globally. As at the end of September, our total debt was just over $1.9 billion and our trailing 12 month net debt to EBITDA ratio improved once again as now close to 0.5 times. At current gold prices, we expect to be approaching zero net debt at the end of 2021. Finally, as you know, we announced the reinstatement of our dividend during the quarter with the board approving a plan to pay quarterly dividends of 3 cents per share going forward. This new dividend plan amounts to an annual payout of approximately $150 million and fits well within our financial capacity. In summary, we're comfortable with Ken Ross's liquidity position, and we believe we have a strong base to continue funding our business in the current environment. I'll now turn the call over to Paul Samy.
4: Thanks very much, Andrea. As Paul mentioned, we hosted uh, the detailed operations update a couple weeks ago, and as such, I'll focus on our Q3 results today and won't go through any new detailed updates on our projects and expirations. As always, though, we'll be happy to take additional questions you may have on those topics. First, I'll spend a few minutes providing a brief update on COVID-related topics, and then I'll give a brief summary of how the operations are performing. Broadly speaking, our portfolio of operations continues to manage very well through COVID-19. We acted early and took important measures that have allowed us to minimize the impacts of, of our business, and we continue to adjust to the new normal. To date, we've not experienced any material negative impacts and remain on track to achieve our guidance for the year on both operations and projects. As Paul indicated, our three biggest mines continued their strong performance and accounted for 60% of third quarter production, with a combined cost of sales just below $650 per ounce. While still attractive, costs at the Big 3 were up slightly compared with Q2, largely due to Pericot 2. It was once again our largest producer and continues to deliver strong results. However, production decreased by approximately 8,000 ounces over the previous quarter. Lower production was a result of lower throughput during the quarter because of planned maintenance and recoveries were also slightly lower as a result of anticipated uh, changes in ore characteristics, but once again in line with our overall plan in the technical report. Production is expected to improve as we move into higher-grade ore in the fourth quarter and into next year. Costs were up compared with last quarter due to the lower throughput and lower recovery. Turning to Russia, Kupol and Devoino delivered an, uh, another excellent quarter with cost of sales below $550 per ounce, the lowest in the portfolio. Production was largely in line with last quarter. However, reduced mining activity at Devoino and favorable foreign exchange rates drove cost of sales down just below $550 per ounce, the lowest level in two and a half years. And as we said on October 20th, we're very pleased with our exploration results in Russia and our ability to extend mine life at Kupol. TASIUS had a good quarter operationally as mining rates continued to ramp up and production improved with record mill grades and higher throughput. Production of 46,000 ounces for the month of August was a record at TASIUS. Following a strike and COVID-related impacts early in the year, mining rates are now near back to full capacity. However, as a result of these issues, approximately 100,000 ounces of production is expected to be deferred from 21 to 22. Turning to our U.S. operations, which delivered an excellent quarter with higher production and lower costs at all three sites. At Fort Knox, we're very pleased with the results achieved during the quarter and are happy to say we expect a continuation of strong results going forward. It delivered a 30% increase in mill throughput compared with Q2, and despite slightly lower grades, production and costs both improved substantially. These are due to several factors. We've opportunistically lowered lower the cutover grade, which is allowing us economically to economically send more ore to the mill that would have previously gone to the leach pads and, of course, achieving higher recoveries. We caught up on the mine plan following a period of very challenging weather, and we've also seen some positive reconciliation in the current mining zones. We're also pleased to say that the work on the infrastructure and processing facilities components of the Gilmore project have now been substantially completed on time and slightly under budget, with first ore stacked on the new Barnes Creek heat leach pad in October. At Ram Mountain, production was in line with Q2, with cost of sales decreasing mainly due to lower contractor costs. While at Bald Mountain, both production and costs improved slightly compared with the second quarter, and the operations performing in line with our expectations from a technical perspective. Concluding with Ghana, at Chirano, throughput improved compared with Q2, as some unplanned downtime at the process plant last quarter was resolved. However, costs increased approximately $40 per ounce due to higher milling costs. At Toronto, like Coupole, we are very happy with our exploration success this year, and are optimistic about continued mine life extensions. To wrap up on operations and projects, our priorities continue to be focusing on the health and safety of our employees, particularly during this pandemic period, delivering strong, consistent operating results, and delivering our projects on time and on budget. And with that, I'll turn the call back over to Paul.
3: <coughs> Thank you, Paul. I want to reiterate my gratitude to our employees, suppliers, communities, and host governments we have all continued to work together to help us stay safe and productive. As a result of everyone's hard work, all of our sites are operating, and our projects continue to advance on time and on budget. Notwithstanding COVID, our business remains very well positioned. Our commodity prices and currencies are favorable. We have an attractive global portfolio of operations coupled with a robust pipeline of projects and exploration opportunities. We have a proven track record for operational excellence and project execution, and we continue to build on that record across all of our geographies. And we continue to grow our free cash flow and further strengthen our balance sheet. With these characteristics, we are in great shape to continue to drive meaningful value creation and share price appreciation over the coming corners and years. With that operator, I'd now like to turn open up the call to questions.
1: At this time, if you would like to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Uh Crickets. (laughs) Your first question comes line of Carrie McClure with Canaccord's annuity. Hi, good morning, everyone. Uh,
2: congrats on a good quarter there. Um, just a question on the CapEx. It looks like you're sort of tracking under your guidance for the year. I'm just wondering, should we be expecting a pickup in Q4? Uh, hi, Carrie, it's Andrea.
0: Um, yeah, you know, we've typically um, Picked up, CAPEX has, has picked up in the past in Q4, and we do expect that um, this year as well. You know, one of the reasons for the slowdown has been stripping at TASSIUS, and that's uh, getting back up to our planned rate. So,
2: Any you know, other... yeah, we,
0: to, we do expect to come in within our guidance of 900 plus or minus
2: 5%. you think it'll leave us at the lower end of that range or? I
0: don't know we're, we're just sticking with that range. It'll be within the range.
4: Well, Kerry, just to give you some numbers on that, stripping at TASIUS in the third quarter was around 50000000 million. We're looking at nearly a double on that in the fourth quarter. And we've commenced works on the power plant at TASIUS, which is a pretty big dollar uh, item. So TASIUS will drive a pretty big step up.
2: And I guess in the DNA, you talked about intermittent intermittent power issues at Tassius. Is that a result issue, or is that something that's going to carry forward into Q4?
4: No, it's resolved. It was one of the impacts of throughput, just to take a step back, or one of the impact, two of the impacts of throughput at TASI, so were one is um, more than anticipated downtime because we didn't have enough people at site at various times due to COVID-related travel impacts, and there were some pretty extreme wind and rain events. Believe it or not, rain at TASI, so we do periodically get big rain events and some downtimes on the mill as a result of that.
2: Okay, and then maybe one last one for me. Just on other operating costs, I know the guidance said that Start of the year is around 100 million. I think half of that is due to care and maintenance costs in Chile and Kettle River. Just wondering how that should evolve going forward. I mean, presumably, I guess when Black Cloypa comes up, does that take care of some of that? Or I guess that's more related to Americana, I suppose.
0: Um, Yeah, well, first I'll I'll just comment on the guidance. So the guidance was um, uh, 100 million at the start of the year, and we've increased that uh, to 140 million, which is which is, you know, really related to the additional COVID costs that, um, that we've been seeing this year. Um, in terms of care and maintenance, you know, we're just in our budgeting process now, so um, you know, we'll come out with our guidance for, uh, um, for 2021 um, early next year.
2: I guess just philosophically, we shouldn't come down at some point time. That seems like a pretty heavy run rate. Or is that yeah. too much...
3: You're probably right. I guess, you know, Carrie. let us just leave that with us. We just – we haven't updated that at this point, but um, directionally, I see where you're coming from.
4: And, Mary Kunga, I mean, we are working on the optimized plan there for um, the next several years. So, one of the focus there is on reducing ongoing costs.
2: Okay, great. That's it for me. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you. As a reminder, if you would like to ask a question, you'll need to press star 1 on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. And it appears to be no questions at this time. Okay,
3: well, Thank you, Lashana. Thank you, operator. And thanks, everyone, uh, for joining us this morning. Uh, We look forward to catching up with you uh, in the coming weeks.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude today's conference call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect.